Off to our north and east, widely scattered tonight and Thursday, and minor to moderate coastal flooding around the high tides. Clouds tonight and partly cloudy to cloudy for the afternoon tomorrow. Overnight, middle 70s tomorrow in the middle 80s. We're back to more sunshine than not, and only an isolated, if any, thunderstorm or shower. Friday and Saturday, partly cloudy. Each afternoon, back to the middle 80s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Here we are. That's a kind of a loose juggle of my introduction to you and to me, to you and to the either one of us as we get into the food show. Something that has been on the air here in uh, New Orleans and uh, through most of the city going all the way back to what is this? The turn of the century. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. Anyway, we do years, that every day. Just 32 years. And uh, it, the midday. Uh, sometimes we don't know exactly what we have, um, no real direction, but only a little bit of thought and sometimes a little bit of prayer. Oh, that, that's not a bad thing to have, you know. So I, uh, no, it's not. I'm all for it anyhow, and uh, that's not what we're here to be, but uh, it just figures in. Although now. sometimes I have to say, I, I yes. feel like I need it in the show. It certainly sometimes does. it really would help. <laughs> Well, what we wound up uh, today is something that actually uh, came to me about three days ago. Oh, goodness. What? And uh, we have a, a, our equivalent here. And uh, I started thinking, you know, we are maybe even smaller than we were when we first started this off at the beginning of it, a few um, uh, paragraphs. But uh, it has never worked out that way. We uh, have people who just like listening to the program they uh ask questions and and then put out some great ideas uh to make all of them more uh nice pleasurable pleasurable pleasure i couldn't have said it better pleasure I, uh, There's I not have... enough pleasure out there right now. There's just <laughs> gloom and doom. So for two hours every day, well, two hours weekdays, yeah. we talk about pleasure, which is, well, I mean, not all kinds of pleasure, but food. Well, uh, I made a delicious, I mean, I don't know, maybe it wasn't delicious, but it seemed like that to me, a pot of gumbo last mm-hmm. night. What kind? Uh, chicken gumbo. A chicken gumbo, brounded uh, by everything? It brounded. was. Well, I'm going to talk all about that. As a matter of fact, the throwdown with Nicole Dorignac today is going to be about chicken yeah. gumbo, mm-hmm. which I can't even speak to because it's about our moms, and our mom never made chicken gumbo, but my sister's going to call, and we're going to talk about her chicken gumbo. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, well, uh, well, we had this... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, you were about to dive in. Well, I was talking about some other points of pleasure because oh, okay. you had a bear's roast beef poor boy today for lunch, and it was packed with delicious, sliced, soft... Uh, 
you know, I won't say, not, I won't say soft, but tender roast mm-hmm. beef. It had good dressings on it. You had extra pickles, some gravy. This is pleasure. This is something that we amen um, that makes life worth living. And, this is what uh, I'm This here is for. what we do. And so, if you would like to talk about something that you ate today that was very special or something, whatever. Might have been in 1982. Would love to hear about it. Five five six nine six nine six. Or yours that you've heard from some friend of yours. But I'll tell you what one particular item uh, that hit me uh, about three days ago, and it made me think. You know what? It might be the perfect time to rework our menu uh, magazine, magazine, or depending on how you oh, look so at. We're not even finished reworking it from the last time. Yeah. Why? <laughs> and uh, and I. Uh, kind of put a, a, a little uh, halo running around across my uh, the oh. top of my... And, and I thought, you know, we ought to try this for a while, a see what goes. And I uh, hope you can join us. And here's what you'll most enjoy of it. Uh, sitting here at, right at the front of the top of the list of things that we can do together and have, uh, have a great time. So uh, there's just the beginning of an idea I have. I, I'm not trying to talk upon you, but I'll sure listen to you, what you have to as well. What do you think of that? Uh, we, uh, you know, we're going to uh, do tonight after the show. Where's, uh, where's uh, our friends? After the show, um, we are going to, I'm going to um, yeah. take the redfish kit. Redfish kit. I know all about mm-hmm. it. The redfish kit. Because I put it up. So, from so, the commissary. Tell me about it. And I'm going to uh, sear those off and make, I'll probably do just one, and uh, and roast the potatoes that they gave us, make the salad, and we're going to mm-hmm. have the redfish dinner that I picked up. Would you like to distribute this? from the commissary yesterday. What? Would you... Uh, uh, Give me a, a, a raw of this and Actually, how you... yesterday or two days ago? Two days ago. Um, last I, night, yeah. I... Actually, while the show was going on, over in the uh, cooktop section of the kitchen mm-hmm. was a boiling pot of one whole rotisserie chicken from the commissary, which I didn't actually like eating just as was or is it, it to me it seemed like it needed some more cooking and it was extremely smoky so i thought this is going to go into a pot and i'm going to make gumbo and it, the weather is just a little bit just a little bit cooler so it's you know we had the autumnal equinox a few days ago it's autumn it's fall on a year that has, wow, is all you can say about the year, but it has at least gone by fast. But I think we can get even more because uh, I find more interesting and more interesting people and, and things that we do. Yeah. Uh, give us a call, and, uh, and even if you have the idea that, well, what do I really have to tell this guy? Especially those people, call us, and we'll shoot the brace. How about, how about here's one uh, that was spinning around in my... Uh, morning earlier. Uh, what are you thinking about uh, uh, the color of oranges? They they are orange. They're right? orange. Yeah, but <laughs> you know we, uh, you know I'm not fooling around with you. But uh, the day of uh, the day when something uh, comes along with uh, fresh uh, 
oranges, which I really love. And at the same time, they also put some... Uh, Tom, I think you've gone up to, your, to uh, I think you've gone up to almost a half gallon of orange juice a day now. You think it so? It used to be when you had just one little glass that would be a cup size of orange juice in the morning. But for some reason, Tom is nursing not only orange juice or not only coffee all day, but orange juice now as well. So, have you ever thought about drinking like a glass of water, Tom? Just like water? I do. Oh, okay, good. If there's such a thing as too much of it. Yeah, well, I don't think you're anywhere close to that. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to do that with you so very desperately. Mm. Well, not really all that desperately, but anyway, we would love to hear from you. So I had the chicken going, and it went all day. I mean, it just boiled and simmered all day long, and I knew that that was going to be a really smoky gumbo. So after the show, I ran to the store to get some undoing. I really should have gotten some andouille from um, the commissary also because I think that might be the best andouille I've ever eaten. And mm. so uh, I, but I didn't. I went and got the Savoie and I'm kind of glad I did because Savoie has a really good spice level. It's not terribly smoky, but it's got a good spice level. So between the smoke of the chicken and the uh, spice of the andouille, it was a really good gumbo. What I did notice about it though, was I boiled the chicken all day. So it was absolutely shredded. And I don't really like shredded chicken in a gumbo. Um, so that would be my only complaint. And also I did something that I do now, since I don't use oil anymore, except peanut oil if I have to fry something. But for the most part, it's just olive oil because I've, you know, I've got my, my deranged syndrome about omega-6s. But anyway, um, I took a, like a single pat of butter, which would amount to like a tablespoon of butter, to, okay, are you ready for this? A cup of flour. And I pretty much just toasted the flour because there wasn't a lot of oil in it. So I just toasted the flour and it came out really dark, but you, I did have to constantly stir it, constantly, constantly stir it. I caught it burning a few times, but it wasn't really bad. Mm -hmm. So um, I took the vegetables, which were chunky chopped, and I had them sitting there ready to go for once, for once, because you have to do this if you're making chicken gumbo. I had my mise en place. I, I was ready to go to just dump it in. So um, I had that sitting there. I had a lot of it. That sounds good and enough to me. I, I had the boudin, which is what we use for rice now. We use boudin with gumbo. So I put some boudin and some andouille in the oven. And I, uh, I had it on convect, so it had like a skin to it to crisp the skin of the casing. And then I, um, I had the chicken boiling, and so I had everything ready to go. So I was toasting and toasting and toasting the flour, and then all of a sudden, I dumped all of those vegetables in, and it didn't, it didn't, um, it just sort of sat there, you know, and it, it didn't cook like it normally does, but that's because there wasn't a lot of fat in it. There was just that one little pat of butter. So, well, I'm glad you brought that up. 
And if you'd rather do it a little bit later from now, go ahead. No, just tell me what. Uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, uh, a couple, excuse me, uh, a couple of, uh, oh, some uh, infudefts. I, uh, this is not working out. But anyhow, yeah. uh, what I'm talking about, the uh, uh, same thing as a few minutes ago, and is the orange thing with the oh, orange. Oh, we're back coat. to orange? Wait, I wasn't finished with my gumbo and, story. And the oranges. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, when when this program, the especially the Figaro newspaper of it from a long time ago, we uh, we were making all kinds of things with oranges and uh, also uh, with completely new uh, dishes that could be prepared in a small space on top of the. Yeah, because um, And we uh, had a great time. And uh, we seem to be doing more of that. And uh, you know it's orange time. That might uh, hit you as not sounding right, but, but it is. Mm -hmm. And if you like oranges, tell me about them. What's your favorites and uh, anything else you've ever loved about them or right. hated? Let's either. take a break. 5569696. We'll be right back. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Yes, indeed. That is true, true, true. True as can be. 5569696, if you want to join us, we're here just sitting around talking about food. Sure, and I'm going we've to got plenty of time. I'm going to my story about the gumbo. So uh, when I put the vegetables in, I uh, kept stirring and stirring because all of a sudden the roux got so dark. It was It was just like... It wasn't as dark as I thought it should be. And then when I put the vegetables in, something happened and it got really, really, really dark. So um, I, I just started spooning in the, the uh, stock, the smoky stock. And then when that hit, it just got like really, <laughs> it was like almost black. Anyway, uh, 
and then I put the the andouille that I chopped in there, and uh, it, and the problem was that the vegetables went in raw, and so they were a little bit crunchy when I ate it because I didn't want to wait a long time to eat it. But then as it kept cooking and simmering on the stove, they wilted and became soft. And I thought it was a really good gumbo. I liked it a lot. So we're going to talk our throwdown with Nicole is going to be about chicken gumbo. My sister and I are going to gang up on Nicole in her half hour time at three o'clock. Um, Nicole being the grocery goddess from Dorignex. Mm -hmm. Tom, speaking of of things that we sit around and do. I mean, I don't do this, but you do it. Um, today is the uh, birthday of Ricardo Ely. Carly Ely. Nope. Ricardo yeah. Ely. Ely. Uh huh. How do you spell that? It's it's Ely Cafe, the Italian espresso oh, okay. maker. Oh, I see. Okay, born mm -hmm. in 1955. Does that seem right? Maybe. Anyway, he joined his family's coffee company in Trieste, mm. where he greatly expanded the marketing reach of Ely Cafe. He wrote an influential book about how to make espresso, starting with the mm -hmm. unroasted beans and finishing it in the cup. And, uh, he then and, went on into politics, uh, where he's still a major player in that field. I didn't realize that. Well, of course, if you're going to be Ely... If your if your family is Ely Coffee, then you've already got name recognition for sh recognition for sure. What were you saying, Tom? I was saying uh, that if it <clears throat> excuse me that the uh, the words that make revolution Ely no no espresso? you're close though it it touches in with the the Dragos family. What? Because their their family is from that area. Come Trieste? Uh, no. Trieste is around there. No? Well, yeah, kind of, sort of, but across the Adriatic. I mean, they're from Dubrovnik. Anyway, um, I don't know what that has to do with espresso, but you like espresso, don't you? Love it. Espresso, Not everyone does. It's you, you have to fool with it to get it right. Okay, so espresso <clears throat> over there. Yeah. Is always is it served with a lemon twist for some reason? Why I'm sure a lot so? of people do. Why? That doesn't make any sense, though. Or is it an orange twist? Yeah. Is it orange or lemon? Well, somebody will get to it and make it everybody happy. Who knows happy. the answer to that? Because I don't. I never, ever order espresso. But I do like to see it ordered, particularly over there, because they really use the official, official espresso cups. And a it's leaf? just like one... It's just like one little um, shot cup, really, isn't it? About the same, mm -hmm. like an ounce or something of, of really, really intense coffee. Did you mention that word elite or something like that? Ely. 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 Well, that's... I-L-L-Y. The name is plastered all over espresso makers all over the place. Well, you know, I'm it's sure you... red... If you've uh, ever hooked one way or another with uh, the Drago's company, that's I'm not going to give you that. It's not that I would, wouldn't be test to give you the, their numbers, but uh, you ever notice that they have these little uh, containers uh, on what they call phone butter? Have you ever seen this stuff? Phone butter. Phone butter. F -O -A -N phone as in ring, 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 butter. Yeah. <laughs> What does that mean, Tom? Well, uh, here's something else floating around in that part of eastern, uh, northeastern, uh, uh, that part Phone of the world. Phone butter. 
But anyway, uh, we were talking about... They do have good butter, I'll tell you that. There's nothing like European butter. You know, Mary Lee and I were in uh, um, uh, Vienna a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. And we were having our one meal of the day, which was always the breakfast buffet. And we had incredible croissants, incredible croissants. Mm-hmm. And I got a bunch of butter because there were other kinds of European breads there. That's like my favorite thing to do, sit at a breakfast buffet at some great hotel over there and just eat bread and butter. Anyway, I, I got a bunch of butter and I felt really bad because the butter is so much more intense and mm-hmm. so more, so, so fatty this that... Is- you need about one-tenth of what you do in American beer. And so I was sitting there with all this butter, and I couldn't put it back, and I didn't want to waste it. So I just had to keep eating the bread. What can I say? Go yeah, ahead, well, good question, and I was listening to you, and I agree with everything you said. But that foamy little uh, butter thing, you'll see it in categories that, for one thing, are doing stuff like um, uh, 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 pancakes, in fact, we had one over the weekend. Yeah, what uh, about it? It uh, just, you have, the, there's a little square thing, and uh, it, it isn't even an epitheta or whatever. Anyway, uh, you put this on top of uh, the stuff that you want to eat, and it uh, takes on kind of a fluffiness, which I think is pretty good. I mean, it's just not something for everybody, but I like it. What, pancakes and butter pancakes, or syrup? Uh, pancakes with this background of very, very loafness, if for whatever that, that's worth. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> is this uh, like, are you, are you talking about maple syrup, real maple syrup? Because sometimes or another, pancakes always get to the real maple syrup. Tom has to have real maple syrup. You know, the pancakes at... Matina Bella are actually exceptionally good, and the recipe is top secret, and I laugh every time I think about it because it's top secret for a reason. Sometimes when people don't want to give you recipes, they, they're embarrassed by giving you the recipe. Well, for goodness but sake, But good is good. As you, say, as you say, Tom, if it tastes good, it is good. That's You've right. You said that from the very beginning. If it tastes good, it is good. Why not? So there you go. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We have the grocery goddess coming up. The gross. Three o'clock today. Mm-hmm. Ms. Nicole Dorignac. And um, she's going to tell us about her circle, what's in her circle, and probably about yes, liver cheese. No, but anyway, uh, we have had her on since the beginning of this show, and the reason is that grocery shopping is different now than it was last year. Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon to see big holes in a shelf where what you used to not even think about getting was, but it's not there now because supply chains have been interrupted by covid and the new reality of COVID. And it started making me think about groceries. And these are things that we've taken for granted in this country. I mean, if you lived in another country, you know, like a communist country or something, this is a normal thing. But for us, it's just not something I ever thought about. And when I started going to the store. And here you are. Dressed and I would go to bus. three and I would go to three different stores and still come back still not come back with a thing that I went for, I thought, you know what, there's something to this grocery thing. We have to start talking about that. So Nicole's been a regular feature on this show every week since the show. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really grateful for that because it's been interesting to hear that things are out, why they're out, and when they might be coming back based on the inside track that she gets as mm-hmm. the owner of a grocery store. Well, that's so uh, we've been doing this every Thursday at three o'clock, and lately, you know, Nicole and I have gotten to talking about a lot of things off the air. And what we decided was that our mothers, both of whom had very, um, very early twentieth early twentieth century names, hers is Esther and mine is Sylvia, and they were very different. And um, we thought we would have some fun with the mom throwdown, and so we're going to do that before Nicole leaves. Um, today that'll be around 320 or so we're going to talk but we're Mm going to talk about gumbo because i'm very proud of my gumbo why not and um and we're gonna we're gonna have different things you know that our moms cooked my mom did not cook gumbo but anyway so that's gonna be a 320 but up until that time we have nicole talking about the usual supply chain things and that is coming up at the three o'clock hour until then and after then we are here to talk about food with you so if you well, want to talk to us give us a call 556-9696 we were just talking about espresso yeah, I, I can tell you that we would very much enjoy talking with you and me with you and uh why not otherwise what i have to talk to tom Make so call fr- well you know you like me <laughs> no come on Anyway, so uh, espresso. I just got a text that espresso is a lemon twist mm-hmm. over there. Like I say, it comes it comes sort of that's the normal way that it comes over there. I don't know. I've who has it here? I, I never I never get it, so I it don't has, know. Has All right, what? we have to I have to stop babbling cuz we have to take a break. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network bottom of the hour news, but after that we will come back and talk some more about espresso and all the other things that we have to talk about. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Louisiana saw a 15% decline in the rate of women who were murdered by men from 2017 to 2018. Louisiana Coalition Against Domestic Violence Director Mariah Wineski says the drop is a good sign, but we still have the fifth highest rate in the nation. 54 victims were identified in the report for 2018, and 63% of them were black, while 67% of all victims were killed with a firearm. Wineski says a 2018 law, though, should start to drive those numbers down. That has been and only a very recent legislative change that required domestic abusers to actually transfer possession of their firearms. I'm Matt Doyle. The state reported 581 more coronavirus cases today, bringing the state's total to over 163,000. The state also reported 16 more deaths, which brings the state's death toll to 5,241. The number of patients hospitalized by covid fell by 17 to 575. LRN. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Have you responded to the 2020 census? Getting counted is more important than ever. The census funds roads. The census funds schools. The census supports your community. It's not too late to get counted. Respond to the census today at my2020census.gov. You can also respond by calling 844 844- 
330-2020. Make sure Louisiana counts. Get counted today at 2020census.gov. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. Who doesn't want to feel young? I know I do. Tom, today you make me in night. So young, so one. And now you block the. I have another song for you to sing. You do? Uh huh. I what do. Is it? I'll sing it myself in just a minute. Today in right. 1977 was the launch date for the love boat. Do you remember the love boat? Mm-hmm. The love boat. Oh, that was uh, that was a, a really a pretty good song done by the same guy who did uh, a, a great Christmas Love. song. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Love. <laughs> I don't even remember how it goes. There it is. He's gonna sing it. Yeah, that would be great. Who was that that sang it? I liked his voice. Uh, he was in the. Uh, a, a hotel on the uh, on a who sang the love boat, boat theme it, i really liked his voice it was perfect it was yeah. like a it's like a he, slice of butter and then he left that and, and came into the zoos of around the whole seat of this kind of surroundings around us the love boat okay anyway that was the launch date the launch date for the love yeah. boat uh, okay, so we'll finish this. We have somebody on the line, so let's see who it is. And then, uh, Cindy. Okay. Cindy, yeah, welcome. Cindy. Hi. Hi. Cindy, do you know the you. name of the rub boat? Uh, no? She sounds like she has something she wants to tell us. Oh, oh it, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you about a fantastic dining experience we had last night at Dab's. Oh, really? Yes. We had a I fabulous waitress named Marie. The bartender made us a, a nice little cocktail, and the food was excellent. Mm-hmm. What'd you have to eat? I had we had an appetizer that was the margarita flatbread, mm-hmm. which you could just make a meal in mm-hmm. itself of that. And then I had the voodoo shrimp and grits. That's good. Yes, That's good. it is. It was excellent. It's interesting to see him doing something different than what he did for so long at Giovanni. I mean, there are some dishes that are from Giovanni, like the meatballs and spaghetti, which are excellent. But Uh, he's really branched into a much more American sort of New Orleans kind of restaurant. And and I like it. It's got a good feel to it. And, you know, of course, we just love him. I have a friend, Nancy, that just keeps us up to date on all the current restaurants that are... (laughs) <laughs> that we need to try. So I wasn't familiar with him from Giovanni. But now that he's at Dad's. Wait, you were not or you were? No, I was not. Oh, okay, okay. So we just we Well, went with he's her. been around a long time. Yeah, this was the second time we had been to the restaurant, and it was, both times it was wonderful. Yeah, it was good. It's good. Fabulous. Was it busy? Because I think he's doing well. I think, yes, uh, was, yeah, they all are. Busy. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. following all the protocols. So it was, it was just well, a, a lovely dining experience. Good, good. Well, uh, he's a good chef, and he's a great guy, and we're really happy for him. And right so about the time we were leaving, he was coming out to visit with all the patrons, but we had mm-hmm. already finished and were on our way out, so we didn't get to talk to him. But I thoroughly enjoyed it and look forward well, to going back again. Good. Thank you. Appreciate well, thank your you calling. thank you for taking my call. 
Yeah, Thanks. there's so much outside to have fun with. So Dabs. thank you for, for calling us and telling us. Dabs, good place. Okay, so Tom, the love boat. The love boat, that was it. today on television. Ah, that was it. And in your almanac, you um, contrast the love boat mm. with reality, which I think is always fun when you... You reality know, you probe, oh. when you probe uh television or movies and you know see how very far they are from reality so i'll just read what you have the situation comedy drama set on a princess cruise ship the series tremendously boosted the popularity of cruising as a mainstream vacation boy is that true wow Previously, the average age of cruisers was pushing deceased. The love boat showed people of all ages having all kinds of fun on a spiffy, glamorous ship, which most cruise ships back then were not. That is true, too. What we remember most about the love boat was that no matter where you were on the ship, no matter what time it was, if you ordered a cocktail, it would be mixed by Isaac. Isaac. That's now, that's one of my long uh, joke, mm -hmm. I, and I hope it stayed in the life. Uh -huh. Played so. by Ted Lang. Yeah. Yes. Ted Lang, and uh -huh. he was the, he was the, the captain or something. He appeared to be the only cocktail server on the whole ship. Also mm. at odds with our experience on cruise ships was the ease with which one could arrange to have dinner at the captain's table. Yeah, you would sit at him mm -hmm. at his table and then you, you, there would be the cappy. And you can tell him what he's doing wrong. So, so it's interesting. Um, I think we only had dinner with the captain one time in something like 24 cruises. But they always did have that captain's um like captain's yeah. table night where you dressed up it was always a formal night and you would sit in this gigantic uh -huh. theater and eat bad hors d'oeuvres and look at the captain who was on stage oh, it, it, you know that whole scene there was so wonderful uh, -huh. uh it now seems corny and impossible but uh this was good for happiness to rise forth Yes. So uh, I'm asking you for all the uh, the uh, 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 happiness uh, from uh, the things that you do, and you might not know that they're happening right now, but they are, and you're gonna love and a lot better coming on. Yes. You know, this is this is one of the reasons we do this program is to cast about uh, a lot of happiness. Yeah, so share got, it with us, you would you? God bless Dan Scott, who originally got the idea that the Eat Club should start cruising. That's true. And even though his tenure as our um, travel agent was short-lived, and then uh, thank you to Debbie Himbert, who took over from there and did many, many, many cruises with us. This was such a wonderful experience for our family and such an enriching experience for us and through it we met some really great people mm -hmm. and some of them have become personal friends and those people became friends with each other and never invited us after that but we still had a great time so uh if you have been on one of our cruises reminisce with us for a minute because it was good times it was a great run and uh, we will never forget it. Yeah. We and will if, never forget it. And if you never remembered it, or if you, if you forgot to tell, uh, tell us anyway, because uh, this is we, we love this, and people 
it's not just from for getting from here to point B, but uh, we have a lot of people who come and listen to our program, and uh, you know you don't have to be hashed down into the grand to. It was kinda... wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. If you went yeah. on any of our Eat Club cruises on this, the anniversary of the Love Boat launch, which truly did revolutionize. And um, one other thing, we're not trying to to uh, sell you something, okay? We, I, it's I it's the last thing on my that. mind. Yeah. So uh, we used to sell cruises on this uh, yeah, but show, but but uh, that is now. a that is a chapter that is closed. But anyway, um, if you went on any of our cruises and would like to reminisce with us, we would love to do that with you because we have had some really really great times. Or if you went on some other cruise and want to uh, laugh about the discrepancy between the cruising experience as portrayed on the Love Boat and mm -hmm. reality. Uh, it would still be fun. If you uh, have ever in your life gone on a cruise or thought about it, call us. And just, uh, you, uh, again, I tell you, we're not going to shove it down your throat. Uh, but you'd probably get some good information about it. And you'll have a, a laugh or two just talking up to it. And it's not going to end your day. It's just going to be fun. Speaking for myself, yep. cruises were always diet opportunities for me, which is hilarious to think because of the food that's available on cruise ships. But... I never really thought it was all that great, except in private dining rooms, um, which sort of is a latter day experience. You know, when Norwegian came out with the freestyle cruising, uh, freestyle dining, uh, that really kind of shook up the industry again. And those were good meals. But I think my favorite food experience was on the uh, Queen Mary. Oh, wonderful. For it, two separate the cruises. Real one. I loved to be, I loved going to the pub and playing darts and eating British food in the pub on there the Queen Mary. And on the cruise up to New England in 2012, there was at five o'clock every day, there was a cheese bar. I've heard worse ideas. There was ideas. a specialty cheese bar. And they had a selection of cheeses and nuts and other accompanying things for great cheese. Those were my and two favorite dining experiences. The rest of the, f the food in the dining room on a cruise ship, you can have all of mine. And we have been visited by... <laughs> it's Ron, the gourmet... Let's see. Let's call him the gourmet website designer today. Now, who is that? Hey, Hello, good afternoon. Hello, How are you all doing? Hey, the gourmet barbecue cook. That's what we'll call you. That's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, we were talking, um, I was talking to Henry just a second ago while, uh, while we were chatting. He was explaining to me that every once in a while he enjoys a, uh, a vegetarian meal. And I was thinking uh, about a meal that I like that's vegetarian, that after you understand what's on it, uh, you wouldn't think it was very, very good for you. <laughs> Why? <clears throat> well, it's, it's, the old, it's the mac and cheese that you were talking about, except I Ugh. take leftover mac and cheese, and I deep fry it. And then I add more cheese on top, and then I deep fry an uh, eggplant, and I make an eggplant parmesan, but I put that on top of deep fried mac and cheese. And believe it or not, the whole thing is vegetarian. Yep, and really, really, really 
delicious sounds like. Also it not is. very healthy, yes. Also not I spoon healthy. tomato paste, especially the tomato paste that has the oregano and the basil uh, in it already. I just take that mm-hmm. out of the can and I take a spoon and I spoon that right on top of the protein when I do a, a traditional Parmesan. And that's, it, it saves a whole step. You don't have to make all that red gravy mess. And mm-hmm. um, it sticks to the, to the protein or to the, uh, or to the eggplant. It doesn't go anywhere. It, it, it's perfect. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, eggplant would be fake protein in this case, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I wasn't sure if you were talking about protein in some other dish, but if you're talking about eggplant, I mean, the protein is, of course, the cheese, but, you know. Uh, do you yeah. do your eggplant thin or thick? Uh, depends on the evening and depends who's coming over. Really? Now, when I'm doing, sure, when, when I do a, tr- a, a chicken parm, I always do an eggplant parmesan because it's too easy. You know, you've got everything. You just grab the eggplant. Uh, it, you know, it, There's it, it, never it, a case for thick eggplant, in my opinion. Never. No, unless you stuffed it. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, of, I'll, course, of course. I'll stuff the eggplant with something, and then I'll uh, bread it, and then I'll deep fry it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, I make eggplants. I, I, Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. I'm sure that those eggplant boats are good. I've never, I've never eaten one. I like the boat as. I mean, I like the egg, uh, the stuffing aspect of it, but not the boat. But to me, there's never a, a case for thick eggplant. Anyway, sure. I make an eggplant me. sandwich. It's kind of an Italian sandwich with red gravy on it, uh, fried eggplant. Uh, knowing me, I'd probably put some fried mac and cheese on there, too. Anyway, it's just a big Italian sandwich. I uh, butter the bread, toast the bread, uh, brush a little uh, roasted garlic butter all over it, do some, uh, do some sauteed onions, uh, you know, deep fry the eggplant. It's like a meatball sandwich, except it's not meatballs. It's, 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 a, it's all kind of things. Yeah, I'd rather the meatballs. Okay, Ron, what else you got? You know, that's pretty much it. Just call and say, let you know, great show. Uh, good to hear from everybody as always. Thank you. Take care. Five five six nine six nine six. We'll be back right after these messages. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light-smoked pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. This is Lenny Minutillo, chef owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame crusted muffalata calzone. The Happy Italian is serving our new full menu. Dine-in seating is limited. Takeout and curbside is available. Catering is available any day. The Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Monday for lunch and dinner. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for lunch. Find us at happyitalian.com for info and online orders. Like us on Facebook and love us on your taste buds. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, 
Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. 5569696 is a number. We're just talking about food here, which is all we do Monday through Friday from 2 to 4. If you haven't told your friends about this silly show, it's an escape from, you know, all that other stuff out there. So please do, because we would love to hear from them as well. So I have a confession to make. It's, I shouldn't confess it. It's embarrassing, but I'm going to. Um, We picked up from the commissary the other day, just a a gigantic pile of things. And um, one of them was mac and cheese, because if I ever see mac and cheese, I just have to get it just to see if if it's really going to blow my mind because I like the mac and cheese that I do although it's pretty simple and straightforward and people do like to do things to jazz up mac and cheese so I just kind of see what 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 they're about so we brought home some mac and cheese and I was saving it for my daughter but it, it didn't make it I like I was talking about yesterday I like to put chicken gumbo over mac and cheese So there it was calling to me from the refrigerator. I was going to give it to my daughter, but I just, I I caved. So the gumbo was sitting on the stove. So at 10 o'clock last night, this is such a bad idea. At 10 o'clock last night, I said, oh, I'm just gonna put a little bit of this mac and cheese in a pan and a little bit of the gumbo and just see if that's good. Of course, I I didn't need to see if it was good. I already knew it was good, just looking for an excuse. And so then I wound up eating all of the mac and cheese. So my daughter did not get the portion of mac and cheese that I was saving for her because as we both know, she and I, I have no discipline. But it was good, and it was um, it was lighter because of the cream from the mac and cheese. But I honestly think that that is a really good combination. When we were at um, Forks and Corks, which is part of the Pardos group on the North Shore, they serve a really good mac and cheese and a really good chicken gumbo. And one day I threw the waiter a curveball, and I said, look, if you could serve me the gumbo and not the potato salad and instead sub out mac and cheese i would love that because that's like a favorite thing to eat and so the next time we went to forks and corks the waiter told me that that is that's all the servers go to dish now when it's time to eat something from the kitchen they always do the mac and cheese with the gumbo over it so i invented a dish that i didn't know had to be invented but uh there it was Anyway, 5569696 is the number. Arthur Guinness, who founded the Guinness Brewing Company, was born today in 1725 in Dublin. Members of the family worked as brewers, but Arthur got into the business on the entrepreneurial side. He started out making ales, but then moved to Porter, the higher alcohol, darker beers for which Guinness eventually became famous. Guinness is now the leading brand name of such beers, as well as the sponsor of the Book of World Records. The latter began as a means of settling arguments that may well have started over glasses of Guinness Stout. You mean those two little blue, uh, 
of those? Um, it's brown, deep, dark brown. But um, when uh, I, I would never in a million years touch a beer that dark. But when we arrived in Dublin at midnight, my daughter and I having crossed the Irish Sea. Are you Irish? I am. And aren't well, you that takes Tom care Fitz of it, Morris. doesn't it? You're Fitzmorris and I'm O'Connell. So, would you like me to yes. call you? I'm so, going to call you which day would you like? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Don't you call Absolutely. me all the time, Tom? Oh, you oh. call me all the time. Oh, that's it's that deal. Huh? You have to arrange to be called. I'm gonna call you anyway. Call? Yeah, call me. Okay. <laughs> no, and really, you know that you're always yeah, meeting sure. people who don't really have a sense of their own uh, sense. days and and themselves and yeah. other people and people who aren't even humans. They're yeah. oddballs. Uh, and <laughs> the, the more you dug into this, the more interesting it gets, and the more uh, I'm going to finish this... my Guinness story. Go ahead. Okay, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm going to finish. I'm going to let you finish, and then I'm going to go back to my Guinness story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so we cross the Irish Sea, and then I find out that. I, I was kind of nervous because, you know, the port was not really in Dublin. So we arrive at midnight and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, two, two stupid American women arriving at midnight in Dublin. And so there were some um, there were some uh, taxis there. And I, we get in the taxi of this guy and he says, uh, oh, gosh, Dublin is the shank of the it's it's the shank of the evening at midnight here. And in fact, he was right. There were plenty of people all over the street, which is kind of typical over there. But he said, he said, have you ever had Guinness? And I said, no, I wouldn't touch that stuff. And he says, well, you're in Ireland now. And I'm telling you, you need to try it because it's completely different in Ireland than it is mm -hmm. in the States. Yeah, and look, I, I didn't believe him. Next time you have a, a, a bologna, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, get, a, get a, a, a... Pint of Guinness? <clears throat> no, it's a popcorn. No. Yeah, it's, it's that popcorn. It, you're, having a, you're having it for breakfast. Yeah, and uh, it's, popcorn or Guinness. It's, uh, it's round. Because you could have it in Ireland. And it's, we're going to finish this at one of these points. Okay, why don't you think about it and let me finish okay. my Guinness story. So he said, you have to have it over here because it's completely different than it is in the pancakes. States. Pancakes, that's what it is, pancakes. What about pancakes? Yeah. What does pancake have to do with Guinness? Nothing, nothing <laughs> whatsoever, unless you're starting your day very earlier. Well, actually, the point of the story is that, um, and I'm trying to remember his name, but he was almost like a little leprechaun himself. He was, he was small and redheaded, and he was like this caric caricature of a person. So, um, so he, he told me that and I thought, well, you know, um, I don't really believe anything else he said, but I am in, you know, Dublin, so I do have to try Guinness. And he was so right. Guinness goes down so smooth over there that it is a completely different product than it is here. And I, I don't know that I've had some Guinness since I returned but I drank it like water over there because it was kind of like, like Coors <laughs> is mm. over here, over there. And apparently it's that the, the water is different and the family rides herd 
on the product. They are incredibly involved in quality control over there. So um, just if you go over there and you think you don't want Guinness because it's a scary dark beer, try it over there. That is 100% correct. It is 100% different over there than it is here. Do you like Guinness here, Tom? Have you ever had it? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, the, the, it's strange. The, the most interesting person around our house uh, and with a with the the pitic, uh, is uh, my puppy dog popcorn uh, you say is okay my puppy dog. Uh, it was uh, uh, what is my uh, my wife oh. hi <laughs> ladies Another and gentlemen compliment I have to explain this one of these days <clears throat> and you no, will please wonder please, how no. it is please that no. Don't attempt to explain and they're, it. They're lovely human beings. I, I beg you, do not attempt to explain it. All right. Uh, we have Nicole Dorignac coming up at three. So there's no point in taking any calls. But after that, uh, 5569696 is the number. If you want to call us and report on something you've eaten, we would love to hear it. Tom, today is the birthday in 1945 of CNN anchor Lou Dobbs. Lou Dobbs. Yes, who is in he? Your, this is your people you'd like to dine with. Now, I find that hard to believe that you would want to dine with Lou Dobbs, Tom. Because mm -hmm. you, you don't share the same politics at all. Uh, you a, would take him to is, dinner my, at Delmonico and you could both wear expensive suits. Where do you think uh, your, your politics are? Mine are. Okay, we're, we're not talking about that because oh, this okay. is not well, a show about politics. I'm just saying, uh, when you dine with someone, you know, it would be interesting for you to be with him because you all definitely do not share the same thought about things all right it doesn't matter anyway yes true 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 the edible dictionary word of the day today is kirsch yep. the english contraction of kirschwasser oh cherry tell, water tell me more of that that's uh, something i know nothing about schisswasser no kirschwasser kirschwasser are these beer it's makers? the german name for a colorless clear cherry brandy mm -hmm. it's neither sweet nor strongly flavored with cherries although a hint of that flavor is in there the alcohol is uh -huh. high mm -hmm. Usually upwards of 80 proof kirsch is made by fermenting the juice of sour cherries, then distilling the resulting wine. It's made the same way as French eau de vie and Italian grappa, what with cherries as the starting point. All of those liqueurs are made with mm -hmm. the pits, which impart an astringency that's part of the flavor profile. Is that what makes grappa, grappa? Grappa. That's, uh, that's, I think yeah. that's Sicilian. I'm not positive, but I think it is. It's Italian. If you knock back what? a shot Italian, of I know. you may well like it, but you will wince as it goes down. It's used in making desserts as often as it's drunk. That dessert being Cherries Jubilee. It's National Cherries Jubilee Day. Mm-hmm. Celebrating a dessert that's all but gone from restaurant menus, living on only at historic establishments like Antoine's, which in fact opens on Friday. A they, syrup, what? They will be opening on Friday. Yeah, it yeah. makes the definitive version, Antoine's I, does, of Cherry's Jubilee. It's pretty simple. Very, what are you saying, Tom? Very, very exciting for me. I know. It's my favorite restaurant. I know. And I'm I very hope, excited to be going with and you. And I have to find out how many of my favorite waiters who... Uh, yes, not all of them, I will tell you that. They do not have the full staff back. So just so you, you know, go. I hope Charles is one of them, though. But we will see. 
you. and have a report on Monday I'll from our visit on Friday. Be sort of a media table. We have Errol and Peggy with us and uh -huh. Dominic Massa. So we're all going to uh, enjoy being there that first night at Antoine's. Lovely. It'll be nice to see the, yeah. the boarded up gone. Five five six nine six nine six. Nicole Dorgnack coming up next. Right now it's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. It's 3 o'clock. We'll be back. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Wednesday live at noon for New Orleans Today on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. The riots in Louisville are improving. The Democratic governor telling MSNBC he spoke with Major Aubrey Gregory and they made a connection talking about their children. I did talk uh, to uh, a major, uh, one of the law enforcement officers shot last night personally. Actually, he was doing uh, really well, uh, am amazingly well, surrounded by his family and friends, and he thought he was going to get to go home. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy says there will be a peaceful and smooth transition of power after November's election. There will be a smooth transition, and I believe President Trump will have a very good inaugural, and we will reunite this nation instead of radicalize this nation. The California Republican speaking during his weekly press conference. This is USA Radio News. Extend your life with Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, five out of five stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. The latest weekly job numbers are out. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes takes a look at them from Washington. The Labor Department reporting the first-time jobless claims last week increased slightly to 870,000 total. That was 20,000 more than what most economists were expecting. Wall Street's been lower since opening this morning following the release of that report. FBI Director Christopher Ray says the Bureau is keenly focused on preserving the integrity of U.S. elections. Americans must have confidence in our voting system and our election infrastructure, and that's why the security of our elections is and will continue to be one of our highest priorities. Ray also telling the Republican-led Senate hearing that foreign interference will not be tolerated in November's national election. Ray also says a lot of the protests in the United States have been peaceful, but those who provoke or engage in violence will continue to be pursued regardless of ideology. This is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide and seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. 
With flu season around the quarter, many people are warning for a second wave of the coronavirus pandemic to take effect. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar telling NBC's Today Show what needs to be done to keep coronavirus cases at bay. Well, I just want to make sure people remain vigilant with those individual behaviors because we saw that in the South and Southeast that uh, when we, after Memorial Day week, we saw a consistent uptick in cases regardless of when states had reopened or even if they had reopened. It was because of individual behaviors. We've all got to be vigilant because we're in a bridge period. Thanks to President Trump, we're in such a better place than we were five, six months ago. Just take 70-year-old and above individuals, 32% of them who got COVID. And- well, the rain chance tapered off tonight, but it's coming back to a chance tomorrow as well. As the remains of beta gradually shifts off to our north and east, widely scattered tonight and Thursday, and minor to moderate coastal flooding around the high tides. Clouds tonight and partly cloudy to cloudy for the afternoon tomorrow. Overnight, middle 70s tomorrow in the middle 80s. We're back to more sunshine than not, and only an isolated, if any, thunderstorm or shower Friday and Saturday, partly cloudy. Each afternoon, back to the middle 80s. Rob Sanjay, WGSL. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps. To- Welcome back. You have somehow wandered your way onto the, uh, we're using our fourth chunk of uh, putting out there. And I'm Tom Fitzmorris and, uh, and uh, Betty Mayo. No, wait, 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 wait. And, um, and I'm Marianne. Um, hmm? And I'm Marianne. You're, uh, Marianne mm-hmm. is here. Two Irish people. Yeah, that's this. Definitely your Irish mm-hmm. people come in. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are here uh, just enjoying life. And uh, you know what? Your pile of information on that subject or even things that are, you know, something else. Call us. You don't know how we are in tr- in getting how to... earnest we are in asking that. You don't know how earnest we are. Too earnest? No. Huh? <laughs> Importance of being earnest. Yes, we would like people to call. Nicole is standing by. She has oh, called. The grocery what? goddess is here. Well, let's have her. On her. On the. That hey. is regal. I have hey. to say. Is it regal? Is I like regal. it to be more <laughs> mythical. Let's call it mythical. <laughs> How y'all doing it's today? So, <laughs> it's so regal. I'm picturing you with um with the sort of um, cape that the lion wore in the uh, Wizard of Oz now. As you oh, well, then in. there you go. All right, I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. how are y'all doing today? We're having fun. How about you? Doing well, doing well. You know, hanging in there, gathering all my little... And you never know until you get there. Yeah. Right, She's exactly. got her, her so, um, people scurrying around to feed her information exactly. for her fun. for her fun. Thursday report. So, are y'all ready? So, <laughs> all right. that's what the pregnant pause is about. We're waiting. Okay. All right. So, aluminum right. cans still, but I'm noticing that things are coming back good because we had, uh, I know this is probably gross to many people, but a lot of people do like them. The Hormel tamales that come in the can, 
We actually wait, just got wait, those wait, back. Wait. Evidently, nothing gross about those. I love those. I grew no, up. No, I like those. them. Too. I like them too. But some people might be like tamales in the can. My daughter used to bring them for lunch uh -huh. all the time and her little thermos. Um, so uh -huh. those are back. Like limited. When I say back, I want everybody to remember that it's not for you know. We're still in. Means get it time. while you can. Get it while you can, but don't be polite. Don't hoard. Yes. yes. Don't want to create panic because if you take just a little, then they can get it. Yeah. You know, production can kind of rebuild up. So, like you said. Okay, we're going to go back to tamales after you finish okay. giving us your that's, report. Okay. Okay, that's fine. All right, oh, Zataran. Yeah. All right, Zataran falls under the McCormick world. So, horseradish, yeah. which yep. we're getting in the oyster season. So, the Zataran horseradish is. I went to get some today because I did my mom's little shopping for, and there was no Zataran horseradish. So if you have some, treasure it, and it'll probably, it's not going to be, it's not gone forever, just slow coming back. Mm -hmm. And then, um, let's see. So the McCormick, Wait, let, me, still I, let me ask a question in here. Hang on one second. So sure. Tom, yeah. if you didn't have Zataran's horseradish, mm -hmm. could you use like your own grated horseradish? Have you ever thought about making your own? You sure could, but uh, it might not be as good as the original uh, product to begin with. I'd uh, step on step on sneaky phones. Yeah, okay. I think you probably uh, have to do something to get it in that pulverized yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. um, my mom's done stuff with fresh horseradish in past, and it is a totally different texture and composition. Uh -huh. But there okay. is mm -hmm. an alternative. I don't know the name of it, but it is. I did manage to get her something. I'll have to find out what it is. So there is something. Oh, okay. It's just not Zataran, so it's not what mm -hmm. we're used uh -huh. to. It looks yeah, a little chunkier. What's mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Something to be said for that, coffee. he said. Something to be said for that, absolutely. So um, yeah. coffee creamers that were um, kind of, you know, in the little dairy case. Where there's a coming back, and then eggnog mm -hmm. is getting ready to come back. So it looks like there's going to be no hiccup in the holiday eggnog production. So that's good because people do yeah, look that forward good. to that. Yeah, and then it looks like like they the start buying stuff. eggnog this early. Do they buy eggnog this early? Um, the, as soon as the soonest I've ever seen it hit the shelves, and if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was around Halloween because. Someone in my because house you go from Halloween dogs. to Christmas now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, well, yeah, as soon as the Christmas decorations go out, I think the eggnog hit the shelf. But um, Jody loves eggnog, and whenever, as soon as it hits, so I know it's around longer than just December. It's like through the whole holiday season. Um, have you ever tried pumpkin? making your own? I have not because I don't drink it, so I'm not inspired. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I should as a labor of love. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do nah, don't do that. that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm I'm nice like that. I might now, see. <laughs> oh, yes, with see. pumpkins and like, you know, the colored corns, the Indian corns and all the gourds, that's all gonna be back so we'll be able to have our little festive at least at home. If they shut it all down everywhere else, we'll at least be able to decorate home. Wait, did you say Indian corn, that, that candy that nobody yeah. eats? Huh. You know, the do people, corn, but all do the you sell colors. a lot of that? Do you sell a lot of Indian corn? Yeah, and I think because a lot of people now with the Indian street corn recipes and all the different recipes that the oh. color is part of the... <laughs> wait, wait, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking yeah, no, of the fake... The one too. Yes, 
No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the 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 sugar candy one, the orange. Oh, and... that's candy corn. There's Queen no candy problem corn. With okay, that. that's that's okay. sugar. There's no problem okay. with that. Right, sugar's okay. good. <laughs> no, okay. but what's what's being harvested? So that's like a little produce thing. Okay. And then um, Blue Bunny, for whoever cares about Blue Bunny, many of their items are coming back. Okay. And, yeah, so that's good. Blue Bunny has a pretty good little ice cream line. Uh-huh. And then uh, the private label toilet tissue, I noticed that Charmin Essentials was back in since I'm on my toilet paper expose now. And well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you I paid attention to my toilet paper. I'm a blue person. Okay, you are. So we had we had blue we had blue green yellow and red, and then mm-hmm. I noticed too that if you wanted like quilted stuff, that's where you go to Northern. So Northern has all the mm-hmm. quilted, and then Angel Soft we had all the scented. So for those people out there who want the scented toilet paper, the lavender mm-hmm. is back in, <laughs> and uh, McCormick's got a lot of stuff going on. So the little grind, you know, the little individual disposable grinders that you can get like the garlic pepper and Italian herb and different um, mixes, and then pure, like, Himalayan pink salt and the turmeric, all those different items are going to be The answer to that is no, but I'm glad to hear it because this is something I might look for now. Yeah, no, a lot of, I mean, I do (laughs) some, like, for, like, Mm -hmm. little pre-mix for the fresh grind, and then, um, Mm -hmm. so those are going to be on allocation starting October 1st. And then some will be pulled out of production. I don't know which ones, though. But Ooh, garlic okay. pepper, Italian herb, but we've talked about that. It's all that on the shelf pepper. right now? Uh, if, if, yeah, what's left is there. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, but this is what's coming. So, uh, honestly, okay. I'm not, I mean, there's so many little slots on that spice aisle. Now I'll uh-huh. go look tomorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. You always yeah. have me looking for something <laughs> tomorrow. But, um. Uh-huh. But so the grinders are actually manufactured in France. Oh, so huh. so whatever was going on in France, they're seeing a, upli- a uptake in the production and shipments of the grinders over like the past month and a half. So that's oh, a that's good, good thing. Okay. Yeah, so that way, because that, you know that's important to have your little special. Well, of like, course, you know, if you if need you, to grind your own Himalayan pink salt, yes, it is. Well, it's better for you than the regular old Morton blue I box. didn't even know you could do that. I'm going to go look for it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pink salt, it's supposed to be really good for you. you know, it's one of those salt, a good salt, rather than mm-hmm. just the, whatever they call it, iodized, like yeah, Morton. You need, you need iodine, too, though, so. You no, know. you do. You're right. You're right, but you yeah. get that. From so seafood. I guess you have to boil some shrimp or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get that from <laughs> so, um, and then just a little. Um, it looks like the reds in the cleaners and disinfectants. Although we're not getting a lot in, it looks like the reds are getting less. Like so, it's like red, green, yellow, like the like the um stoplight. So uh-huh. more and more things are coming up yellow, which means they're starting to trickle back in, and oh, it's all I the see. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the obvious ones that you've been looking for. So when you see a couple of cases of something get put on a shelf somewhere, then you know that it's trickling back in. Like we had some Lysol wipes last week. Mm-hmm. And then that local product, the, the germ, it's D-germ, yeah. is actually pretty good. I've been using that around my house, and I used oh. it on my outside table. I have a wooden table outside, and it actually kind of conditioned the wood. Yeah, so, that's nice. You know, these are interesting stories. Local. Uh, thanks for holding all that for us. 
That was uh, that's been. Well, she's not going yet. Oh, I wasn't actually, sending actually, her yet. Actually, though, it is it is a good break time. So let's let's go and take a break, and we'll come back with Nicole Dorignac, the grocery goddess who is bursting with information today. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 1469. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show, just as I am now. But the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato. A delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. We are on the line with Nicole Dorignac, and she is doing her weekly report from the store because things are different now in COVID world, and uh, we're thinking a little bit more about the store and how you plan for what you need. I noticed this morning that I'm out of dawn, and it sent a shiver down my spine. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to have to start planning for getting some uh, some more dawn. <clears throat> All right, yeah. so we have Steve on the line. Do you want to finish what you're saying, or do you want to talk to Steve? No, we can talk to Steve now. Steve, you there? Okay, remember what you were saying because you were on a roll, okay? So, let me finish one thing real okay. quick just to wrap okay. up McCormick because this is local, okay. this is to the heart. So, the fish fries, season, and the crab boil items, those are going to become mm-hmm. on allocation too. So, as you see, the Zatarans, those items, well, so they, yeah, everybody knows McCormick bought Zatarans, right? So, it's local but not local anymore. But if you're still mm-hmm. Zatarans dependent, like the seasoned fish fry, the crispy fish fry, like the little. What are you laughing at? If you're still Zatarain's dependent, that, that that's got a really funny way of thinking. Well, you know what I mean. All right. like it, it makes you, it gives you that. Well, yeah, I know what you mean, but I think it's just funny the way you said it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it is what it is. I mean, you know. So, but the pre-seasoned crab oil, I noticed the liquid was back for a little while. So all those things, they're going to be on allocation also mm-hmm. after October. And then uh-huh. they're going to give us more of an update in November. So anyway, okay. all right. 
that is there a, is there a detox if you're zatarain's dependent is there some place you can go for that actually, or what no but we have substitutions so actually okay. PJ oyster does a real good fish fry Oh, really? So, uh-huh. Yeah, they do a seafood okay. fry and then one. Well, all right, I'm going to screw this up. One's like a fish fry and the other one's like a seafood fry. Because, you know, like, but I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure of the differentials in each composition. But, yeah, he just Did came out with know. that last year. And he's got a real good little hot sauce, too, that we sell. So, anyway, mm-hmm. so that's okay. the P&J. All right. All right, hello. You're just bursting with information today. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't say liver cheese once. Not yet, but it's coming. (laughs) Okay, Steve. Is Steve with us? Nicole, I think what she's saying is you're kind of full of it. No. (laughs) Maybe. She is. She's full of information. Well, absolutely. I just wanted to say that this is the dining demon calling the grocery goddess. All right. Mm. Where are you uh, dining next? <laughs> girl, your uh, swag crate was absolutely <laughs> spectacular. Glad it was. It. It, it, the only thing is, I was a little shocked at the Sub Zero freezer stocked with beef, pork, and seafood. That was a little <laughs> over the top, Nicole. I know. That, it cost a lot in postage, too, to get it there. So just don't let any of it go bad. <laughs> No, it Did was, you put it, it was next a to your joy. Instapot? What's that? What? Did you put it next to your Instapot? The 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 Sub Zero freezer. Sub Zero, yeah. No, right. no. Uh-huh. Yeah. We had to add on a room to the house to put that thing. Oh, in there. Okay. It's a, it's oh, a nice. Funny, okay. funny how you fit that in a cardboard box, huh? It it's is. Like magic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, we made banana pudding that night. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good, good, good. I started uh, awesome. laughing when I opened the box and. I, Vanilla wafers. I said, wait a minute. There's going to be something else in here. <laughs> well, that was that was classic. Thanks a bunch. You don't know well. how much how much we liked it and got the laughs out of all the stuff in there. It was cool. Good, good. Well, I'm I can't believe you're feeding it. that thing, Nicole. Oh, well, what? You're feeding That's his banana pudding obsession. Oh, well, she likes it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I like it too. We make it. We make it here, and it disappears very quickly. It, it does. All right. It does. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. Get back to work, Nicole. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. Later. All right. Later. All right. So, what else did you have? You said something else you had. Um. No. I don't know. I gave you a little a little mini update. All right, so beef, poultry, all that's good. Catfishes, kind of hitting, you know, not hitting this, but tight. And then the ad, it's funny. I'm laughing at the ad because your gorgonzola, talking about yesterday, mm-hmm. all the food haste and all that's in there. And I had an uh-huh. idea. Next time we run lemons, we might need to put some espresso in the grocery part because we have one. Okay. And macaroni and cheese, <laughs> the blue box. <laughs> Is in there, oh, so it's no. all on your world in your wavelength. Right what's now. what's in your circle? What's anything new in the circle? Uh, the circle, the circle is still the same. We did change out the lemongrass catfish to a little salmon. It's like a salmon with a pasta, a chili lime salmon from Cafe Men. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little uh-huh. salmon plank. Sounds good with a pasta that she does uh-huh. and their sauces. It's a chili, uh-huh. it's a chili sauce, but it's not very spicy. Mm-hmm. And then um. <clears throat> I have, I'm still, has. I don't want to say a name yet, and I definitely don't want to say product. Oh, then have, don't say it. 
Yeah, possibly three, but just know by mid-October, I know everybody's tired of hearing the same circle, talk around the circle, Mm. but there will be something new in two weeks. So just look for it. And next week, I'll feel more comfortable telling you who it is and possibly what. So, because I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to put pressure on, you know, all the restaurateurs are still trying to manage All the occupancy changes, so this is not to put pressure on them. It's to be help for them when they can fit it in. So just know something's coming. All right. right. And now it's time for the mom throwdown. Time for the torture. Bring it on. I've got... I've got my sister on the line who we're going to identify now as Sylvia because our mother was named Sylvia and Nicole's mother is named Esther and and Nicole's uh, grandmother was Esther. So Nicole's mom was a, a junior and my sister is a junior. So it's it's we're going to do the Sylvia and Esther throwdown. <clears throat> is, is she there? <clears throat> I'm here. Is my is my sister there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Well, okay. So are we are we doing are we doing the music, Henry? All right. I'm so proud of the gumbo that I made that I wanted to do. We were going to do codfish balls, which we'll do in another week. But but I'm so proud of the gumbo that I made last night that I wanted to talk about chicken gumbo. So I know Nicole's mother made it, but our mother never made it. Did she, Syl? Because you're the one who started. No. I remember when your husband introduced the concept of a chicken gumbo. Not, not a turkey gumbo after the turkey that's caucus. What, we that, thought that was blasphemy. That's what my mom used to do. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well, well. See, we never, we never did anything. Yeah, it was right. her mother-in-law. So your mother-in-law who introduced yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and it was when the you turkey gumbo th- after Thanksgiving and Christmas, and so that's how we ended up. Mm. Right. Uh, I ended up doing it. Yes. Now you were were you because uh, had you known about this gumbo business until you married your husband? Because I'd never heard of it until no. You, no. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Well, apparently this is kind of a regular thing in New Orleans. Nicole, your mom did that? Well, my mom knew about mm-hmm, it. it. Well, yeah, the turkey carcass thing. And that's the only time of the year she cooked it. Like, we didn't uh-huh. have gumbo other times of the year unless it was Thanksgiving or Christmas when she had the turkey. And then the chicken okay. and I mean, chicken and sausage is something she did later, later. Like, when I got older, when that became, like, which, you know, when the restaurants started doing that stuff, like the chicken and undoing and all. But growing up, it was the turkey carcass. Now, Syl, <laughs> did you bring that to our house? Because you were out of the house when we were still little. So I know that there was, I know that we probably didn't respond very favorably to the gumbo when you brought it. Did you? I really don't know. <laughs> But um, no, I did, uh, yes, because that's when I learned uh, to do that with my mother-in-law. And, um, and really, I started cooking a lot like her after um, I got married. And she made some things that mom didn't make and um, also made the gravy like mother didn't make. And um, so I did. But the, the turkey gumbo I did bring to the house. And then later on, much later, I started making the chicken andouille sausage gumbo. 
Well, I don't know if I ever ate the turkey gumbo. Were we were we little pills about it? I can imagine that we were. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who wants to who wants to give their gumbo recipe first? Yeah, you know what? We're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to interrupt this with uh, you know the bottom of the hour news. But let's we have time for one. So somebody somebody go ahead and do it first. Go ahead, Nicole. All right. So in a black iron pot, you do the roux really dark, throw the seasonings in, boil the, some of the, I take like the turkey, we'd take the turkey leg or wing, boil, make a stock with that on the side with onions and bay leaf and carrot, you know, black peppercorn, white pepper salt. Then put all, you know, Cook the season, the celery and the onion. I don't do garlic in that. It's really just celery and onion, and I'll leave the bell pepper, a little bit of bell pepper, but not a lot. And then um, put all that together, let it start cooking, drop the turkey carcass in, and let it all start, you know, everything start cooking off. And then as the meat starts cooking off of the, um, the seasonings are cooked in the roux, obviously, and the roux is really, I do it really dark. And then, you know, put it in kind of like you described your, putting the vegetables in and all with uh, the carcass and everything. When the carcass is starting to become com- clean, you pull it out so all the bones start st- don't start breaking off everywhere. Oh, God. And then <laughs> and then that's it, really, you know. And then just let it cook till it starts to cook down to the right thickness. So did you do it with the, you, did you keep the roux separate? It, it sounds like what you're saying is that you would put the carcass in the roux, but that's, no, that can't be no. right. Okay, so it was two separate no. pots. Roux, yeah. okay. black iron pot, roux, seasoning, okay. stock, okay. let that all cook. Uh-huh. But the stock's made on the side with a wing right. and a leg or something. And I put all that, you know, strain all that out, all the debris, and then uh-huh. you get the the stock and then let all that cook then after that cooks for about an hour or two then put the carcass in and let all that cooked meat cook off then pull the carcass out so the bones don't start breaking off into the you know i did have um well one about 10 seconds oh one time i made chicken on uh chicken and sausage gumbo on for a bunch of friends and i forgot about the neck bone (laughs) next time oh no oh no All right, we have to we have to stop. It's time for the bottom of the hour news. We'll be back with the mom throwdown gumbo we're talking about. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. About 9,200 households and six parishes hit hard by Hurricane Laura are eligible for housing assistance, and that includes the opportunity to put a FEMA trailer on their property. Jeff Palermo has the story. FEMA Division Supervisor Jerry Stoller says there are thousands of storm victims living with either family or friends or in a hotel. He says for those storm survivors who want to return to their place of residence, we'll provide eligible households temporary use of a FEMA-issued travel trailer or mobile housing unit. Stoller says they're also looking at creating FEMA RV lots. I can say that we've identified several promising locations. For more information, call the FEMA helpline. I'm Jeff Palermo. Former Louisiana State Trooper Jason Boyette pleads guilty to distributing pornography depicting children as young as three years old. 42-year-old Boyette faces five to 20 years in prison. His sentencing is scheduled for January 20th. Boyette was the 2018 
Trooper of the Year, LRN. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. COVID-19 has altered the way we do elections this year. And while Hurricane Laura may have ravaged our state, it will not break our spirit. Our office is working around the clock with state and local partners to bring early voting sites and election day polling locations back online. For Louisianans displaced by Hurricane Laura, you can exercise your right to vote this fall. Displaced voters have the option to vote early, vote on election day, or vote absentee. If you are unregistered, there is still time to register at either your current address, temporary residence, or the home from which you evacuated. To address COVID-19 concerns, we will take every sanitary precaution necessary to ensure voters can safely cast their votes. This includes mandating personal protective equipment for poll workers and making masks available for voters who want one. Voting machines will be sanitized between uses and social distancing will be enforced. If you have questions about the November 3rd presidential election, visit GoVote.com or call our election information hotline at 1-800-883-2805. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. They are not. But what is what it seems is the food show. Been around for 32 years and we talk about nothing but food and that's what we're doing right now. We have Nicole Dorignac, the grocery goddess on, who uh, for some reason would always talk about her mom Esther and spur the idea that my mom Sylvia and Esther we should compare notes from our mom's cooking. And so um, I don't have a lot of recollection. So I asked my sister, Sylvia, who is a junior, to step in and, you know, basically gang up on Nicole. So um, that's what we're doing, the mom throwdown now as the, as right the new segment as part of Nicole's Thanks. visit every Thursday. All right, so... Back to my childhood pain. Um, wait, What? I'm joking. I said, you're bringing me right back to my childhood pain. I'm used to being gay on. That's why I can do it so well. Well, you're such oh. a little thing. Yeah. I know. And, and I'm just, look. Yeah, I don't need anyone to gang up on you. I can tower over you all by myself. Okay, so um, <laughs> when you keep talking, you keep talking about the seasonings. What seasonings are you talking okay. about, Nicole? Fresh, chopped out of the skin, not already chopped with something else, put in another jar, <laughs> onions and celery. Okay. Oh, so you're talking about vegetables. Was, See, I, when I think seasonings, I think I'm talking about Yeah, you say vegetables jar. all the time. And I'm like, does she mean seasonings or is she putting zucchini in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So that's no. what you mean. Yeah. Those okay. are the seasoning right. vegetables. <laughs> okay. All right, so Syl, when you did your gumbo, um, I I don't remember it being a really thick roux. Was it was it thick or thin? Yeah, yes, it was thick. I <laughs> made it, it as dark okay. and as thick as I as I could get it. Yeah, before it starts to burn in the uh-huh. iron skillet, just like Nicole said, um, and and then. Um, I if I didn't if I got a little chicken and did it too soon I I'd use a little kitchen bouquet to darken it. <laughs> I, I cheated. I teased Nicole about Nicole. kitchen bouquet. <laughs> 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 Uh, Tom, Tom, and I. What? No, sometimes, no matter how dark you get the root, if you put too much celery and onion and the good stuff in it. 
the flavor uh-huh. is all there. It just doesn't come out that dark color you want. So you and have that to is. tint it. That is all oh. it is. It's a tinting. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know if you use the exact same amount of seasoning each time. I know I don't because nope. I don't like to measure. I, I just either. chop it all up. So sometimes if you use more, more water cooks out so it dilutes your beautiful color. So thank you, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. For the kitchen okay. well, I Now they're ganging up on me. Now they're ganging up on me. Okay, so so you had basically the same kind of vegetables too, just the the Trinity, yeah. right? So yeah. right, yeah. Uh huh. And, okay. and parsley, okay. fresh parsley. Yeah. Okay. I do put. Do you do, you do parsley, Nicole? At the end, on the top. Oh, you okay. do it at the t- on the top. Okay. At the end. Now, so do you have fresh parsley or or from the? Yeah, uh, spice rack. I do fresh. Okay, I do fresh parsley, and okay. uh, we also I also use the gumbo, uh, the filet. Do yes. you use filet? Sometimes, if I remember, like because it's in the cabinet, it's not a uh, um, uh-huh. must. But when I remember it, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I need to remember that oh, next yeah. time. <laughs> that was so yeah, oh, it's I, in the cabinet, and I like it. Yeah, yeah. So. With my and you, you do that. You do that while there. you're cooking. This, that goes in while you're cooking? Mm-hmm. I, I do that at the end, normally, too. I don't know. You put it in the pot? At the end. No. Okay. We what normally always, we would always sprinkle it on top, and then everybody okay. could put it if they wanted, or if they didn't, they didn't need to. But I just did a whole bunch of uh, chicken gumbo uh, and froze it, you know, while we were... Uh, you know, before, in COVID, and I uh, put the filet in it that time. Mm-hmm. So, and then yeah, there's a difference. The Did you notice a difference? Not really. No. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I it's didn't. almost when you put I... too much filet. It's kind of why when I put the bell pepper in, just a little bit of bell pepper. I always have uh-huh. way more onions and uh, really more onions than celery, or those are about uh-huh. even. And then I do a little mm-hmm. bit of bell pepper just to have the full trinity to be like the right Cajun mm-hmm. cook. <laughs> right. And then like I leave the garlic out. My mom puts everything full of garlic. So that's one place where we differ. Um, I don't mm-hmm. over garlic. I love garlic, but I'm picky about garlic. And it doesn't belong in everything. I don't believe it belongs mm-hmm. in Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So, so yours is also the. Do you do the same amount of bell pepper as like an even trinity? Because I do. I do the same amount of each one. Sylvia, anybody? I, me? So me? Uh, yeah. No. And yeah. my mother-in-law did not use bell pepper in hers. I do. And uh, uh-huh. no, not quite as no, not quite as much as the other two of uh, the hmm. onion and yeah. celery. No. Interesting. All right. So let's talk yeah, about ruse really real quick. Who? Talk about what? Wait, what? Roux. Okay. The roux. So mm-hmm. what, what's your roux thing? Because I've got a new roux thing that I like that I think is pretty good. So what's right. what's your roux, your roux policy, girls? Let's start with Sylvia. Well, I heard what you were talking about earlier, and I still do the, um, the oil and the flour. Mm-hmm. So like uh-huh. half a cup of oil um, to one to one and a quarter cup of flour. And uh, I just, you know, get that real, real thick. And if it's not thick enough, I'll add a little more flour. <laughs> and then I uh-huh. throw the onion in to, um, you know, to stop it from, from cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the standard way. What about you, Nicole? 
Well, I actually use olive oil. And I know everybody says don't do it, but I don't cook mine quite as high. And I do stand there and stir the whole time. And I do Uh kind of two to one. I do double the flour to the olive oil. Um, And I just let it cook until it's the color of between a Hershey's bar, a Hershey bar and a special dark bar. Like, you know, really, really dark, but right Uh before it turns to burn. That's why I have mm-hmm. the kitchen bouquet, Shane, because I know my roux is right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it to cheat. I just use it for a little bit mm-hmm. of color here and there. But um, uh-huh. so anyway, and then that's how I, yeah, that's how I do mine. I've never done one with butter, though, how you were talking about the pat of butter. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of thinking, I don't know, if the, the black, you were talking about how it turned black, might have been from the smoked part of the chicken. But you said it happened before that, so it was I don't really know. it was bizarre. It was like it was like this chemical thing that happened, and I didn't even know because I just was doing it because I didn't want to use oil. But it really went kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now so, you have so me how do you do your ball mission and then that? <laughs> okay, we're Go gonna do, <laughs> we're gonna do codfish balls next week. <laughs> All right. So Henry, you have your you have your applause. You have your applause track. Okay. So we're, we're going to pretend that we're all standing on stage now because I've already told mine, okay? And, and all three of us are standing on stage, Henry. So, so you can turn the volume up on your applause, and we're going to have Henry, we're going to put him on the spot. So, Henry, which of these gumbos do you think that you would like to eat the most? Okay, let's, let's put the hand over Nicole first. Is Henry, are you doing the applause, Henry? You're supposed to do applause. We're, we're doing, we're pretending we're on stage now, okay? So then you're going to turn the <laughs> volume up or down based on which one of these gumbos you want, okay? I see, I see. Okay. That's pretty good, Nicole. All right, let's do Sylvia now. All right. <laughs> I expect mine to be the best because I'm the host of the show. So, Henry, now it's time for me. (laughs) Oh, very funny, Henry. Very funny. All right. Well, because it sounds like wait, what? I said I think it was a tie because it sounds like we have the exact same process. (laughs) I think so. We just need. What do you say, Tom? <laughs> uh, t- I think That's Tom high. went someplace. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next week, I do not have an entry in next week because I don't even know about codfish balls. So you girls are going to have to do the codfish balls by yourselves. But anyway, I would say, I would. I, I think you should both try my little toasted flour thing because it's definitely... I don't know about yours, Nicole. I've never even heard of olive oil in a in a gumbo before. Have you, Syl? No, I, I'd, I'd be afraid to use it. Yeah, it's a, well, it's got a, it's got a lower smoke point. Hmm? It, yeah. yeah, it does. You ha- well, you can't do it on as high, and it takes longer, but it works. Yeah. And I think I have Yeah, to- you said your mom? Huh? Your well, mom no, used to do it in an oven, right? The oven roux? Oh, no. All right, so the oven roux is something that came around around with the um, french fries when they changed all the trans fat stuff. So, like, in the 90s, I can remember my mom Uh preheating the oven to 450 and putting roux 
I mean, not roux, flour on a baking sheet or on a foil-covered baking uh-huh. sheet and okay. letting that brown, like one, one single layer, like very uh-huh. thin of flour. And then you just shake the uh, foil around, you know, about every, I can't remember how long it took, so you have to stand there, so don't blame me if you try it and you burn your house down. So you have to watch. <laughs> you can't let it catch on fire. It's one of those kind of things. But um, Really? Hmm. Yeah, so you can do an oven. Well, uh, why would I wonder why? Because um, I mean, you put stuff oh. in the oven all the time. So is is flour well, burns that's real quick? If you have it, oh okay, 50, it's going to burn real quick because it's kind of like uh-huh. the same premise of on the stove, high heat, but you just uh-huh. do it in the oven. So you just have to watch okay. it. Yeah, I might try that because it's stressful to do it on the cooktop but i've i've become a firm believer in not needing the oil because uh i mean i wish i could figure out a way not to do the flour either but um but the the chicken had a lot of fat in it too so i felt like that was okay flour try one of the gluten-free flours they have all those like almond all those flours that people try to do stuff with might be a it's still it's still a carb. I mean, I'm just thinking about the carbs, but the uh, but the oil is the thing that really bothers me. So now I'm I'm doing it this way. But I might try your mom's way because that sounds really that sounds good, you know. Yeah. And, and probably right. a better way to do it. All right, All right. ladies, I'm going to bid you adieu. We have a hard break right. coming up. Thank you for uh, your participation in our throwdown. All right. Well, thank Goodbye. you for Bye. having me. <laughs> All right. Take Bye. take care. Thanks. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. That's the uh, <clears throat> that's the grocery goddess Nicole Dorgnack and my sister Syl, who uh, are now <clears throat> going to be kind of joining us, talking about the typical kind of New Orleans uh, recipes in that segment with Nicole Dorgnack. All right, we will be back after these messages. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi's Bar and Grill.com. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? 
Yes, indeed. I never did finish that story about Cherry's Jubilee Day. Uh, so we're going to do that after we talk to Michael75. Let's go to Michael75. Hello, Michael. You don't have Michael. You got Dan. Oh, oh Dan. Hey, Dan. Last week, I told you you memories to me. Wait, what? Started... <laughs> Excuse me. You start up. I'm eating apple, and it went down the wrong way. Oh, okay. Y'all were doing this uh, turkey gumbo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holidays, I used to do turkey a la king. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know you what? We're going to do that. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to put that on our list because that is another one. Okay. No, go ahead. Oh, I'm not going to tell you tell how to do that. Well, oh. it's just <laughs> basically the same recipe, but you use turkey. I'm... Uh, uh, and make it a la king instead of gumbo. Uh-huh. Um, well, you know what? Dan, if you want to get in on the throwdown with Nicole when we do that, um, why don't you do that? I'll have to look up my recipe. I, can't, I don't have any of this stuff on memory. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good idea, though. That's a good I idea. Turkey a la king. I remember my mom um, used to do it, but I don't remember how. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did. Tom, have a, a recipe for turkey a la king? I don't know. Tom, do you have a recipe for turkey a la king? Tom never yes. ate stuff like that's that. That's... <laughs> Tom says avoid that at all costs. That's like turkey poulet. Just yeah. But, Dan, when we do it, I, we're going to do that because we're going to do turkey poulet. We'll do turkey a la king, too, but not consecutive weeks. So listen up and then call us in with your recipe. Remember, I had that fat guy that uh, came on uh, radio like Tom does, but uh, he was more Cajun. I don't remember. I, they named the highway. Yeah, Justin Wilson. Yeah, Justin yeah, Wilson. No, no, mm-hmm. not him. The guy that named the, the he died in the last couple of years, and they named the highway after him over there by Chef Highway. I don't he was know. More of a, I don't know he was is. more of a fisherman type. Uh huh. Okay. I don't, I don't remember. Well, I remember. The, next time you. Next time you call with the when we do the turkey a la king, bring your recipe in and we'll we'll include you in the throwdown. It's okay, getting, if I it's can, getting bigger. If I can yeah. find it, I'll, we'll try to find it. Try to find it. Okay. All right, Bye-bye. we're going to move on to Michael seventy five. Hey, Michael. Hey, good afternoon, Michael. Hello. 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 Yeah, we're here. Hello. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. I'm sorry. Uh, today is Bubba Gump Day. I'm gonna. I went and got four pounds of fresh uh, shrimp, and I'm I'm having fried shrimp, barbecued shrimp, shrimp etouffee, and uh, uh, what is the other one? Uh, shrimp remoulade. So I'm I'm having four Bubba Gumps today. But, but the real reason I called is because I missed your. Uh, Oilless uh, roux recipe. Can you give me that quickly? Okay. Well, Nicole gave one where her mom would just put flour on a cookie sheet and toast it in the oven. And then the one that I was talking about was that I had like a pat of butter. I mean, like one tablespoon of butter that I just coated the pan with. And then um, I put a cup of flour, and I just kept stirring it the entire time. But it will toast by itself without a lot of oil. Oh yeah, but I don't. And I'm then, lazy. I'm lazy. I don't want to do the stirring. So uh, 
Oh, okay. Well, then, then do what Nicole's mom uh, tried, which is you put it on the cookie sheet and just watch it carefully and toast it. I would say I wouldn't put it on a very high oven. I would do like 200 and just oh, keep really? looking in to check it. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to try that. Yeah. Then you just stick the flour in there. Uh, and then what do you, uh, you, then you put the liquid in. Uh, yeah. yeah. You put the, okay. you take the flour, you put it in a pot and it should be really hot. And then you put your vegetables in, stir that around and then you know, go ahead and finish it exactly the way you would, you know, with okay, the, uh, you, you put, with the stock. What? I'm sorry. You put your vegetables in when you, uh, with the uh, flour, but no liquid, right? No, it was not a liquid. It was just toasted by itself. Yeah. Okay. And then, you, and you know, after you put the, the vegetables toasted. in and you, you do the stock. Okay, great. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Now, Michael, um, if you want to put another kind of shrimp in there, this is a little more trouble. It doesn't sound like you'll go through this kind of trouble. But <laughs> um, if you took a shrimp and cut it open, you have to peel it and just leave the tail on, and you slit down where the um, where the sand trail is, right. and take that out, and then stuff a piece of pepper jack cheese in there, and wow. wrap it in bacon and broil it. That's pretty good too. Oh, is that rumaki? I don't know. Is that no, rumaki? Rumaki, you have a water chestnut in. But anyway, you brought this up. Uh, I'm shocked by all of these chefs that work with shrimp. They have to remove the entrails. That makes no difference. Nobody here removes the entrails. Okay, well, I do because I don't want to crunch on it, and I <laughs> reserve the right to say that. <laughs> okay, great. You're with all those Yankees. <laughs> um, Michael, we tried to emulate the Michael, uh, the Michael food run the other day. I was oh, thinking great. about you. Yeah, I mean, I, I was maskless, but anyway, um, we went to a bunch of places, or we had the, we, we started to go to a bunch of places. Some of them were closed, but I was thinking, I'm gonna do what Michael does, and we're gonna go pick up stuff from all, all these places. So today we're going to, after the show, cook a redfish kit from the commissary. And oh, uh, had a few other places been open, we would have picked up stuff from there too. So Okay. Anyway. I'm sorry, you, <laughs> you don't need a mask though. Uh, you're in your car and you just give them the credit card over the phone and you no, we didn't do it your way. No, we we just went ahead and, and hit up all oh, these places, but we didn't. Oh, we you, did get out. In, we did get you out. You went inside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Good. Okay. Have a good day. You didn't have anything else? Did you have something else on your list? No. Okay. No. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you again. So finish up the Cherry's Jubilee, and I also want to mention something about the espresso and lemon because there's a little addendum to that. Um, Antoine's has, in your opinion, the definitive version. It's pretty simple. Cherries are cooked down in a syrup made right there in the jar, then flamed with kirsch, but served over ice cream. It is believed to have been created uh, by by no less than Auguste Escoffier, the arbiter of classic French cooking, 
on the occasion of Queen Victoria's 50th Jubilee. Escoffier's original recipe didn't have ice cream, but that was such a natural addition that it is now universal. You have your version. Uh, you have a version? I didn't even know you had a version of Cherry's Jubilee. I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess you have to have, you have to like the sweet stuff, but that's that's not my thing. Anyway, the um, the lemon on the espresso, the reason for it, the rumors about it are, the folklore around it is that the lemon should be rubbed on the cup's lip before the first sip. And there were reasons for this, apparently. It's supposed to quell illness. Or you're supposed to, uh, the oil from the lemon, uh, it elicits um, a, a taste and a flavor that conceals coffee that is not what it should be. Also that um, when water was scarce, the lemon provided an alternative to much needed sanitization. So these are all things that it could be of why the lemon is served. But... Um, there's another one that is an Italian-American restaurateur wanted to unite his passions for coffee and citrus, and then he did it that way. Anyway, there's all kinds of reasons that it is served that way in Italy, not the least of which is that lemons in the south of Italy uh, proliferate in an incredible to an incredible degree, and as, particularly around the Amalfi Coast and Capri and places like that. That's the home of Limoncello, which is, in my opinion, right alongside Grappa for yikes to eat or drink. Anyway, this is, uh, there's a lengthy article in The Kitchen, the K-I-T-C-H-N, if you wanted to read about it. In, under the heading, Why Does My Espresso Come With a Twist of Lemon? It's much more lengthy than I have time to go into right here. Anyway, I don't know if, if coffee and lemon, that doesn't seem like a natural to me, but apparently it's, it's, it's sort of ubiquitous if you get it in Italy. That's pretty much the end of the show. Let me see if there's anything else in the almanac that I have to run through very quickly. I don't see anything. Work. Yeah. Of anyway. Yeah. Good. All right. If you missed a part of the show, um, you can get it in the uh, food show section of nomenu.com. That's our website. It's n o m e n u.com. You can go there and pick up a part of the show that you haven't missed. You can also tell your friends to listen so that maybe they will join our little, quote, club uh, from 2 to 4 every weekday when we talk about things that are not depressing. We also have our newsletter, which is a really nice piece of work. If I do say so myself, I don't do it. But I was reading it this morning, and I was very impressed. It is done by our daughter. It comes out twice a week. It's uh, got specials that you can find around town. It's got the dining diary. It looks a lot different than the one that Tom did. There's no question about that, but uh, there is a dining diary and, um, and a lot of Tom's vintage pieces. There's a lot of, a, a huge body of work that Tom has that it, it would be a pity if we didn't resuscitate it. And it's just an awful lot of information. 
to be learned and savored about New Orleans food and food in general. So you can get that in the newsletter if you sign up through nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have our Instagram. We'd love for you to follow us there. That's at the New Orleans menu. Uh, this is a bunch of pictures, as Instagram is, as you know, and uh, it's the food that we eat and want to share with you. I have my own podcast. It's kind of like old-time radio. It's kids' tales, like Grimm's fairy tales that I read if kids you know, are coloring or working on something. It'd be something fun for them to listen to. You know, I don't think we... We talk about the classics as much as we should, maybe. If something's been around for hundreds of years, maybe there's something to it. Certainly, there's a lot of stories that are relevant to today, sort of a, um, a metaphor for things that are going on today. And lastly, we have the Dine, Wine, and Spirit show with Tim McNally, where he follows us and talks about uh, a lot of the same things, but more focus on wine and, and spirits, really. Anyway, that's it for us. It's 4 o'clock. You're listening to WGSO New Orleans. Time for the news. The best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. circumstances, but you don't ask her that question. You only ask me the question. President Trump speaking outside the White House.